to the High Praises Church podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's sermon. We're going to have a good time today. I'm so thankful. Man, I told Pastor when uh, the Lord was moving a moment ago, I said, don't worry about me, just obey the Lord. We could leave right now and say we have encountered the presence of an almighty God in this place today. But he said, no, you better preach. He said, if you can't preach after that, you can't preach. So my ex- lower your expectations right now. Come on, lower them just a little bit. But I feel like I've got a word for this house. There's a couple messages that I wanted to preach, but the Lord said no, and I know why. After the first service, and especially after what we just encountered and what we, what we went through and experienced just a few moments ago, this message is for this house. I believe it's a prophetic word over this house. I want to talk to you for just a little while on this thought. Get ready for the uncommon. Get ready for the uncommon. Grab your Bible, Acts chapter 19, Acts chapter 19. So I feel like I need to spreach today. Spreach today. That's a sprinter and a preacher all in one. Come on now. And y'all should tell by looking at me that I don't run. So hopefully the preaching part will take over. Let's look at Acts chapter 19, verse 11. The Bible said it this way God was doing extraordinary and uncommon miracles by the hands of Paul. I want to read that again. God was doing extraordinary and uncommon miracles by the hands of Paul. I believe God's about to do some uncommon miracles that are about to manifest in this house. If you need a miracle in the room, guess what? God set you up to be here. I feel the Lord. God set you up to be here to receive an uncommon miracle. How many know the best time to get a miracle is when you need one? Does anybody need a miracle in the room today? Come on, throw your hands up right there. Come on, somebody go ahead and declare, I'm ready to walk in the miracle that God has for me. Let me finish the text here. He said, so that even the handkerchiefs and the face towels, the aprons that had touched the skin were brought to the sick, their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. God was doing extraordinary things. Then 1 Kings, real quick, chapter 4, verse 29. God gave Solomon uncommon wisdom and insight and knowledge too great to be measured. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the atmosphere of your presence. God, over the next 20 minutes or so, would you touch us? Would you allow me to be your mouthpiece? Would you let preaching be easy, enjoyable, and effective and the touch of God make the difference? Open up the heart, the ear, and the spirit of the listener and let them be receptive to your word. God, whatever it is that you want to complete in this house today, thank you, Jesus. Would you do in this place today And we're going to give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. You may be seated. Get ready for the uncommon. If we're going to talk about the uncommon, the first thing that we need to do is define that word so that we'll be on the same page as we talk about what uncommon is. If you look at it by definition, it means not ordinarily encountered. It means unusual. It means remarkable. It means exceptional. If you look at synonyms of the word uncommon, it means extraordinary. It means rare. It means peculiar. It means unique. I declare and I prophesy over this house that in 2020, you're you're about to walk into a season that is uncommon. I don't know what you've been in in 2019. I've got to tell you, 2019, we declared that we were going to be made for more. And I'm going to tell you what, God has been working on us, chiseling us, taking some things out and putting some things of him in. But I declare over this house that you're about to walk into a season in 2020 of the uncommon. That ought to encourage somebody in the room. You see, God has always used uncommon ways to 
communicate. Uncommon people to do incredible things. God has, has uses the uncommon ways to perform miracles. You see, I, I told you our story last year, which I won't go into again, but it's uncommon to leave a church that had been established in a location since 1975, sell the property with no place to go, meet in a high school and pray for God to show you what was next. That's uncommon. But God helped us every single step of the way and provided the beautiful 75,000 square foot building right on the major road in Huntsville, Alabama with 400,000 weekly views every single week. Only an uncommon God could allow a move to take that take place that way and touch us and use us in that way. I want to tell you that it's uncommon that God would speak to Moses out of a burning bush, but he did. It was uncommon for God to instruct soldiers to shout and walls fall down, but they did. It was uncommon for God to tell Gideon to send 30,000 soldiers home and only use a few hundred to claim victory, but he did. It was uncommon for God to use a donkey to get the attention of a man, but he did. It was uncommon for God to use a teenage boy with a slingshot and some stones, but he defeated the giant with the sling. Who am I talking to? It was uncommon for God to send out the choir first in front of the military person personnel and sing praises to the king but God said do it that way and he set ambushes against the enemy and it took him three days to take home the plunder who am I talking to the uncommon it was uncommon for God to to show up in the fire with the three Hebrew boys but they were not burnt they were not scorched but yet they danced in the fire with the man of God it was uncommon to be thrown into the lion's den with Mufasa Simba and Scott but God shut the mouths of the lions. It was uncommon for Jesus to turn water into wine, but he did. It was uncommon for him to spit in the mud and wipe it on the eyes of a blind man and tell him to wash so that he could see, but he did. I gotta tell you that we serve an uncommon God that can still do uncommon things. That's a good place to give him praise. I don't have time to tell you the whole story, but my friend spoke a word over me uh, 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 not too long ago. He said, Kevin, you need to get ready for the uncommon offerings. Now, I know y'all are more spiritual than I am, but I said, are you talking about for me personally or for the church? Now, I know y'all would have went spiritual and just thought God's house first, but I just needed clarity. I, I, I know that God sent me here for y'all to make me better. I get it. I get it. I should have thought spiritual first at the church, but I just needed clarity. He said, for both. I said, well, glory to God. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. If you'd have got the word, you'd have shouted too. I know it didn't happen for you, but I'm, I'm here to tell you, you're about to walk in the uncommon. I went home. My youth pastor was speaking, and he said, I want to I preach a message in the title. This is the same day I got this word. Now, you got to keep up with it. Same day. He said, I want to preach a message on uncommon influence. So the same day that I got a word that God's about to give us uncommon offerings, my youth pastor preaches a message entitled Uncommon Influence. I was like, Lord, I guess you're trying to get my attention that something's about to take place in our lives. The next day, my secretary said, there's a couple that needs to meet with you. I said, I've got a limited time slot. Tell them to come at 2 o'clock. They came in an unassuming couple. Nobody that you'd have ever thought would come in and do what they're about to do. But they said, Pastor, they had a smile on their face. They said, Pastor, we're about to write the largest check that we've ever written in our lives to give to God's work. I said, glory to God. Do you need some water? Do you need some coffee? Do you need some takeout? I'll get whatever you need right now. They sat down. 
they opened up their checkbook. They said, God has blessed an investment that we had. And we told the Lord that if he would bless it, we would give him half of the increase. They begin to write the check out, and I noticed it was taking them a long time to write in that small box on the right-hand side of a check. Kids, if you don't know what a check is, just Google it. Ask Siri. They'll help you out. I mean, but she began to write the check there on the side, and I noticed when they folded, I saw a lot of zeros, and I was praying they were on the left side of the decimal. Come on, where the real people at? And they, they sent it across, I opened it up, it said $50,000. Now I know some of y'all, I know some of y'all are, are more dignified than I am, but I had to push the chair back. I had myself a one-person camp meeting right there in the room, shouted worship, and then we just worshiped together because of what God did. That was not the only check that we received. We received a $100,000 check. Not much, long, uh, not much longer after that. What are you trying to say? I'm telling you, God is able to do the uncommon things, and I declare and prophesy over this house that you're about to walk in the uncommon of God. Now, I, I got about 15 minutes to unpack this, so you got to listen closely. I'm telling you, God is going to use uncommon people. The Bible said in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, but you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a, a holy nation. You are his own special people. Now, I know some of you are looking down the road and say, yeah, there's some special people in here, all right? But yes, God declares that you are a special person. You see, when you belong to the, to the king of all kings, you are his son. You are his daughter. You have royalty, royal blood flowing through your, through your veins. As a child of God, your outlook is clearer. As a child of God, your words are powerful. As a child of God, your worship is passionate. As a child of God, your prayers are mighty. As a child of God, your actions are demonstrative. As a child of God, your purpose has possibilities. As a child of God, your will becomes his will. As a child of God, you are an overcomer. As a child of God, you will not be defeated. As a child of God, you are the head and not the tail. As a child of God, you are blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. Are there any uncommon people in the room today that know what I'm talking about? Hey, uncommon people realize that we shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ for we know it is the power of God and the salvation for those who believe. Listen, we should know the gospel, share the gospel, embrace the gospel, live the gospel. That we want other people to know about what Jesus has done in our life. When is the last time that you just told somebody, this is what the Lord has done for me? It's important for us to share uncommon, uncommon people walking the spiritual gifts that God's given you. Solomon had unbelievable wisdom. Joseph had the gift to interpret dreams. Daniel, insight that others did not have in his days. Wisdom and skill and also able to interpret dreams. But God uses uncommon people. I know what some of you would say, Pastor, you don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've gone through. You don't know the things I've faced. You don't know the things that I've done. Could God use somebody like me? I'm going to go ahead and tell you. If he'll use someone like me, surely he can use somebody like you. We find it all throughout the Bible. Moses was a murderer. Joseph. Joseph was a dreamer. Gideon was a coward. Samuel was a child. David was a teenager. Esther was a Jew. Ruth was a foreigner. Peter was a fisherman with a temper. Thomas was a doubter. Matthew was a tax collector. Paul was a persecutor. But yet God used every one of these uncommon people to advance the message of Jesus Christ. And if he used them and he can use me, guess what? He can use you too. Come on, praise him. Uncommon people. But God gives us uncommon strength. God wants you to realize that the strength that you have is that you need is not your physical capability. 
There's some people in this room who I can see work out. I know you can tell I do too at the table. Come on now. But listen, I'm not talking about your physical strength in the room today. I'm talking about your supernatural strength so that the problems and the pressures that you're facing in this life, that God will use that as tools in his hands that he might allow that you'll emerge from the trial and the difficulty much stronger than what you're in right now. The Bible said in Ephesians 1 verse 19, and how very great is the power at work in us who believe it is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That's some, 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 some significant strength. God wants you to have uncommon strength. It means that you understand the Bible against the cultural change that is happening every single day. You better know what the Bible says. Everybody's going to try to convince you of what you need to live by, what you, what you need to focus on. But I'm going to tell you, God has given you this book as a, as a GPS, as something for you to follow so you'll know what you need to do in your life. It means to retain confidence in the midst of criticism. People are going to say some things about you. If they haven't, don't worry, they will. It's coming. At some point, they'll say something, but you better know who you are and who you're made in the image of, and that's Jesus Christ himself. It, it means that when I have this uncommon strength, I'm able to keep my head in the midst of chaos. It means that I hang on to hope even in the midst of season, a season of loss and pain. God gives you uncommon strength to endure. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Amy read it last night in the powerful ladies rekindle service that we had. We're hard-pressed on every side, yet we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in the spare persecuted but not forsaken struck down but we are not destroyed you may be pressed you may be perplexed you may be persecuted you may be struck down but in all of these situations just keep going in the strength that God has given you and you will overcome so he uses uncommon people we have uncommon strength because of him but thirdly we have an uncommon destiny the Bible said in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, everything that happens in this world happens at the time God chooses. And then he says in verse 11 of the same chapter, he said, he has set the right time for everything. So I want to tell you today, if you're going through something challenging or difficult right now, you better know that God still has a destiny for you. When you were born into this earth, you may say, I was a mistake. No, you weren't a mistake. You were born with purpose, and God has a destiny for your life. Maybe you don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to tell you, God has a destiny for your life. My dream was to be a Division One coach. That's what I told the Lord. I, I, I'll do what all these coaches do. I'll give you glory on television if you'll get me there. He said, I don't want you to do that. I want you to coach a different way. It's from the pulpit. It's, it's, it's keeping sheep. It's coaching that way. But God has a purpose and a destiny for everybody. You see, your destiny is specific. Your destiny will glorify God. Destiny will cause you to have a burden. And you'll understand this destiny. It'll be discovered when you serve the kingdom. You see, where you came from or where you come from does not determine your destiny. And you're never going to get to your destiny while you're living in your past. Some of y'all are trying to advance, but you see, you're holding on to some things that are calling you back in the past. See, you say, well, Pastor, I just can't shake it. I understand that. I get it. Because if you put on an 80s song. Oh, y'all don't listen to that stuff. Okay, thank God. I knew, thank you, Lord, for bringing me here. These people, so holy. They only listen to Christian music. Thank you, Jesus. But you put on an 80s or a 90s song, I can, I can call those lyrics up. And I'll be like, man, I used to love this song. Then I'll listen to the lyrics and go, I shouldn't have listened to this song. Amen. 
I can't believe it said that. I can't believe I used to sing that to the top of my lungs. Come on now. But you see, the problem with some of us, we still recall some of the things from our past. We're still reciting some of the things of our past. We're still holding on to the things of our past. And God says, if you let go of the past, you, you'll be amazed at the future and the destiny that I have for you. Uh, I, I never forget hearing uh, Pastor, uh, uh, Pastor John Jenkins, who's the pastor of First Baptist Glen Arden Church. He's one of my favorite preachers. I love to listen to him. He's an African-American brother. He's got an unbelievable Baptist church. They, 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 I know they're Baptist, but they, they talk in tongues a little bit. But I, I love hearing that. I, 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 I know I'm white, but I feel like I got a little soul in me. Come on now. I, I, I mean, I'm just white chocolate. Some of y'all dark chocolate, milk chocolate, but we all chocolate. Anyway, let me keep going. I, 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 I love listening to him. And I heard him tell a story one time about destiny. And he was telling the story to his church, and he had a brother who was sitting right over here on the, on the right side. He said, I want you to send, I want the family to see you. And he began to tell this story about how he was preaching a meeting in Orlando, Florida, and there was a lady that came up to him after the meeting and said, Pastor Jenkins, I'm so glad you're here. I wanted to meet you. I, I had to tell you this story. It's unbelievable. You're not going to believe this. It's going to sound unbelievable, but I promise you, I need to tell you this story. Just give me five minutes to tell you this story. I want to tell you this story. He said, tell me the story. She opened up her purse, and she had five bullets in her purse. He said, you don't know me, but today I woke up, and I said, if I didn't find hope today that I was going to kill myself, he said, I went to work and I pulled up YouTube and I said, there was a link to one of your messages. She said, thank God for your YouTube channel. Well, the problem was Pastor Jenkins didn't know he had a YouTube channel. In fact, Pastor Jenkins didn't even know what YouTube was. If y'all don't know what YouTube is, just ask one of the kids. They'll help you out. Come on now. He said, I'm so thankful for your YouTube channel because I began to watch a couple of your messages on YouTube and I began to write notes and take notes and I could sense something was drawing me. So I, uh, uh, at the end of one of your, uh, in, at the end of one of the, the messages, they posted your website. So I went to the website of First Baptist Glen Arden and, and I went there and I pulled up and I watched messages all day long. I cheated my workplace all day long in my cubicle. I need to go back and apologize for not working, but you don't understand. I was at a place of desperation and you were speaking to me in every single message and then I looked at your travel itinerary and I heard that you were going to be in Orlando, Florida just two hours away from me tonight and I got my car and I said I got to go meet this man she woke up, going to kill herself found Pastor Jenkins on YouTube didn't even know he had a YouTube channel this lady says I want you to know I found hope in this Jesus that you're telling me about he said, man, I celebrate with you. I'm so glad you found us on YouTube. I knew YouTube was going to be a great idea. Glory to God. He didn't even know he had a YouTube channel. I knew it was going to be a good idea. He said, I see the bullets, but where's the gun? She said, it's in the car. He said, I want you to go get the gun. So him and a couple armor bearers, they went and got the gun. Pastor Jenkins prayed for the lady. And he had the man stand back up. And he said, you, sir, walked in an uncommon destiny. Because I didn't even know what YouTube was. But because you put us on a YouTube channel. Now, they got YouTube now. You can find them on YouTube very easily now. But because you, de you developed a YouTube channel, there's a woman in Orlando, Florida, who doesn't live in Maryland, who will never step foot in Glen Arden Baptist Church. But because you started a YouTube, because you said, I'm going to run after the destiny that God has for me, you literally saved someone's life. I gotta tell somebody in the room, you've been waiting on the destiny that God has for you, and He is unfolding your destiny right before you. It is time for you to get up, get active, and run after all that God has for you. We're uncommon people with an uncommon strength, 
with an uncommon destiny, but I declare and I prophesy that this house and the people who make up high praises, you're about to walk in an uncommon favor. You're about to walk in, what does favor mean? It means an attitude of approval. It means to show preference. It means to have a fast pass for every Disney ride all the time. Those of you who have been to Disney know what I'm talking about, right? I can't stand those people on the fast pass line. They're walking up. They're like, how long have you been waiting? I've been waiting an hour. He's going to give you, un, 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 I mean, he's going to endorse you. It means to support. It means to assist. It means to make things easier. It means to provide you with advantages. That's what the uncommon favor of God is. Listen, when you become a follower of Jesus, you are born again into favor. Prove it, Pastor. I'm glad you asked. The Bible said in Psalm chapter 5, verse 11 and 12, but let all those who rejoice put their trust in you. David is writing here. This is a psalm of thanksgiving. Some believe it was a prophetic psalm for when the tabernacle or, or the place of worship would be built that Solomon was going to build. God would not allow David to build it. Some believe it was a prophetic psalm for that, but others believe it was the dedication of his house. Regardless, it was a psalm of thanksgiving. He said, let everybody rejoice who puts their trust in the Lord. If you know Jesus, you ought to rejoice. If you have a right, I feel the Lord. If you have a right relationship with him, you ought to rejoice. It says, let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Listen, he is the defender of my life. He is fighting my battle for me. He's ahead of me. He's around me. He's behind me. He said, let those who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor and will surround them with a shield. You see, favor is granted if it's given to you by God to be successful. Favor is the door that God opens that normally would be shut. Favor will cause you to be spared when others are taken out. Favor is what Abraham had when the promise of his son came. Favor is what kept Joseph when he was put into slavery, put in the prison, and then elevated him to the palace. Favor is what Nehemiah had in the king's eyes that gave him time off of work to rebuild the wall, and he gave him the resources to do it. Favor is what anointed David king. Favor is what kept Daniel when men schemed against him. Favor is what Mary had when she was selected to birth the Christ. Favor is how Jesus increased in wisdom. Favor will help you break through the limitations of the past. Favor will help distinguish you. Favor is what allows you to come to a church that your name wasn't even on the list. I'm walking in that uncommon favor. You see, Proverbs 12 says, a good man obtains favor from the Lord. Whoever finds life and obtains favor from the Lord, Proverbs 8. Proverbs 18, 22. And he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And the lady said, Psalm 30. Psalm 30, an unbelievable psalm. He said this, sing praise to the Lord, you saints. Give thanks to the remembrance of his name. His anger is just for a moment, the Bible said. This is what David said. He's, he's angry for a little while. Tick for a little while. But then he says his favor is for a lifetime. God's favor. He has set aside enough favor for your lifetime. And then he says weeping may endure for the night. It means uh, what, what that literally, that translation mean, means last through. It means checks in for the night, but in the morning, Joy is about to ring the doorbell and show up at your doorstep. Hey, what do you do when you go into a hotel? You check in for the night, and then you get some breakfast, and you leave. He's saying it's not going to last forever. If you're in a weeping season right now, that weeping season is coming to a conclusion, and Joy is about to show up. And then the last thing is this. We have an un we're uncommon people. We have an uncommon strength. We have an uncommon destiny, and you're going to walk in uncommon favor, but I believe that God is about to manifest in this house uncommon miracles. Let me get to the text and try to put a caboose on this thing, a bow on this thing in the next three to five minutes. 
The Bible said in Acts chapter 19, verse 11 and 12, we read at the beginning that God was doing extraordinary and uncommon miracles by the hands of Paul. You all remember, some of you have been in the church a little while. Do you remember hearing the stories about when God would do these, these miracles that just seemed hard to believe? Seemed, I'm talking about people who've been in the church a little bit that may have heard some of these testimonies. I know I'm talking about, the only reason I know is because they passed them down to my generation. I wasn't alive then. I want to clarify. I know I'm old, but I'm not that old, okay? I know I look good, but I'm not really. I started ministry at 10, amen. No, I'm just kidding, I didn't. I remember when my papa used to tell me, he's just a farmer, mill worker in Mineral Bluff, Georgia. It's up in the mountains. You got to mean to go to Mineral Bluff, Georgia. It's there in Fannin County, close to Blairsville, Blue Ridge, LLJ, if you know that, that road at all. Mineral Bluff's off that road. And, and, and you got to mean to go to Mineral Bluff. But I remember when my papa used to tell me stories about how, how sometimes when the vehicle wouldn't work and they didn't have the money, to get it fixed, and they didn't have the time for it to be in a repair shop. Y'all may have never heard these stories before. But I remember him telling me stories, and we, after we would, uh, I would say with him some of the summertime, I was free labor, come on, you know, help get potatoes in and all that stuff, you know, okra and corn and all that stuff, you know. I, I, I was free labor, and I, 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 they would feed. we sit on the front porch, and we drink sweet tea on the front porch. Y- y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all not country people. So we would sit out there, and he would tell stories of the faithfulness of God. I remember telling me a story about the time that he laid his hand on his truck. When his truck was broke down, he said, I don't have time, Lord, for this truck not to work. And I said, I don't know what you need to do, but you are the creator of all things, and you allow the person who put this truck together to, to construct it the right way, and I don't know if it's a belt that needs to be redeveloped and put on this thing. I, I, I don't know what you need to do with the engine. I'm not sure what you need to do, but I'm telling you, Lord, when I get back in this truck and I turn the key, kids, we used to have keys to trucks. I know you push a button now, but we used to have keys back in the day. And when I put the key in the truck and I turn this thing over, I'm telling you, this thing's going to start. God, that's my expectation because, you know, I don't have time. I got places to be. I got things to do. I don't have the money for it. And he would get in the truck and he would turn it over. And that thing would purr like it's supposed to. He had a shift on the column, so he, he popped it in the first from the column and he would take off on his way. There's a man by the name of R.W. Shambach. Some of you may know who he is. Yeah, y'all come play for me. Come on, go ahead and play. You know what that means, right, when, for a Pentecostal preacher? Nothing. Come on, anyway, y'all go ahead and play. Y'all play. I'm serious. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. R.W. Shambach, some of y'all know him. He's an unbelievable minister, going to be with the Lord, one of the saints, looking down over the balconies of heaven, cheering his own. I was in a meeting with him. He's, he's known for healing ministry. God, incredible miracles. So my first church in Gadsden, Alabama, and R.W. came to be with us in a meeting there. He said, if you, need a, if you need a miracle, he said, I want you to come. I feel the Lord right here. He said, if you need a miracle, I need you to come. This man came down. He said, he said R.W. had a real sure voice. What do you need, brother? He said, I, I'm, a, I'm a back. I got back problems. He said, bend over and touch your toes. He just said he had back problems, R.W. I'm just, I'm a young minister. I don't, I don't know any better. I, you know, I found things that were funny and that you're not supposed to at the wrong time. You know what I'm talking about? He said, he said, I want you to bend over and touch your toes. He, he could only go about like this. R.W. came up from behind me. He said, I want you to bend over and touch your toes. He said, God, Whack. As hard as he could hit him right in the middle of the back. It's like if you didn't have back problems, you got them now. He said, I said, bend over and touch your toes. And I noticed the brother begin to bend over. And he touched his toes. He said, what do you feel? He said, I feel something 
I said, I'm sure you do. It's probably a stinging sensation. Probably got a red hand mark on the back of your back. He said, no, brother, I feel something different. I, I, I feel different. He began to move just a little bit more. That back where he could only go like this had loosened up on him. There was another lady that came down to the front. She had a, she had a corrective shoe. That, the, the heel on one, of her, one, uh, on one side of her, uh, uh, the one shoe on one side of her leg, it was, the, the heel was built up this much, probably, probably about three inches. It was obvious that, that one leg was shorter than the other. He said, kick your shoes off. He said, lay on your back. And he said, if you don't believe God can lengthen her leg, get out. See, that's a problem with some of us. We believe, but we say, God, help my unbelief. Not here. We, that's Alabama problems, not, not South Carolina. You don't have those problems. But he said, if you don't believe, get out. That lady was laying on her back, and he just started, started moving her legs. Just stretching them, pulling them. Pulled a hamstring, watching them. What in the world? I thought, what in the world does this have to do with a short? Why is he? I mean, bless her heart. I'm telling you about seven, ten minutes, y'all. He's in there. He's just in his own world, stretching her legs, praying, praying in the Holy Ghost, just working her over. He didn't care about anybody around that place other than that girl and that God was about to do something in the room. And all of a sudden, he just stopped. Laid her legs on the floor. He said, get up. Now, before she laid down, I, pro- I saw it, y'all. I saw it with my own eyes. Her one leg was at least this much shorter than the other. I saw it. I promise you, I saw it with my own eyes. And when she stood up, I'm telling you, both of her legs were exactly the same length. And all of a sudden, when she realized that she wasn't standing crooked, when she realized that both legs were the same length, she got up, jumped up, ran around that building. About three or four other people joined her because there was an uncommon miracle that manifested in that moment. What are you trying to say? Come on, send your feet. I got to quit. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to declare to you what the Bible said in the book of Acts chapter 19. The Bible said that God was doing extraordinary and uncommon miracles by the hands of Paul so that the handkerchiefs, the face towels, the aprons that touched the skin were brought to the sick, the diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. I declare over high praises that as you exit 2019 and you walk into 2020, you're about to walk into the uncommon. I'm going to do one thing, and it's different than what I did in the first service. It's different than what I did in the first service, and I felt this when worship was breaking out a little while ago. There's some of you in this room, you need a miracle from the Lord. You need a miracle from the Lord. Just a minute, we're going to come and we're going to pray for you. That's what, that's what I feel oppressed to do, Pastor. I know it's different than the first service. I hope it's okay. If it's not, you come get the mic. I submit to your authority. But you say, Pastor Kevin, I need a miracle, and I want you to agree with me. If that's you, I want you to step out right now. Hurry, time's of the essence. Time's of the essence. Come on. If you need a miracle, I want you to move right now. Miracle, I want you to move right now. Hurry, come on. Come on. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us Sunday mornings. Our service times are 9 o'clock and 1045. For more information, please visit us at highpraises.org.